Welcome to your weekly sober analysis of past and present leadership failures and successes, all taken direct from the headlines and all in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Hassan Sorrells, and welcome to Leader Buzz. Consider the dynamics of brushing your teeth for a moment. You approach the sink, particularly if it is early in the morning, bleary-eyed. You reach for the toothbrush with your eyes half open. You turn on the water faucet and then reach for the toothpaste, only to find, much to your astonishment, that the tube itself is empty. You squeeze the thing from the bottom all the way to the top and try to excise that last bit of minty fresh relief for your bacteria-filled teeth and gums. After all, you're fighting the curse of gingivitis, and no amount of brushing is too much. And I haven't even covered flossing yet. But before I do, think about that toothpaste. Once it is out of the tube, it is never going back in. No matter what you may think about it, and no matter how hard you try, and no matter where it may go, in your mouth, in the sink, or on the countertop, it's out, and it's staying out. As a matter of fact, if you want to get that toothpaste back into the tube, you'd have to construct a whole new process or create a whole new toothpaste tube. According to the Gallup Organization in 2021, during the months of the COVID-19 pandemic in the U.S., between April 2020 and September 2021, a total of 67% of white-collar workers in the United States were working from home. As the COVID-19 shot became more widely available, that number began to dwindle down to around 30% of the white-collar workforce in the United States. Of course, if you have a blue-collar job, you are part of the workforce that works from the office, uh, be a, a construction site, underneath a sink or in a sewer, up a ladder or outside in inclement weather, 100% of the time, even during COVID. A little more on that dichotomy later. Now, in 2023, the pushback against the white-collar work-from-home reformation has begun with the managerial class starting to demand that more workers work from the office, citing first cultural concerns, then teamwork opportunities and advancement, and finally promotions. The managerial class, led by such avatars of the 20th century conception of work as the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Demon, have squawked quite loudly about all this quote-unquote work-from-home nonsense. But of course, only after they try to apply the same meeting cadence to working from home via video conferencing software as they applied to working in person, and of course, after they installed software on your company computer to monitor your keystrokes to make sure you were actually working from home. The managerial class, once the people who benefited the most from working in the office in terms of status, politics, and position, or the ways in which positional leadership defines culture without really defining it, has had enough of the hoi polloi working out of their sights, and now it's time to put the white-collar worker toothpaste back into the white-collar workplace tube. Except... There are three things to consider in this dynamic, which increasingly feels like a movie where Mr. Demon is cast as Emperor Palpatine, Elon Musk stars as Darth Vader, and the plucky rebels don't have a Luke Skywalker type because, well, quite frankly, uh, we're all Luke Skywalker. 
Consideration number one of three, who did the office always work for? Women and minorities, and female minorities especially, like work from home because the environment of the office never really allowed them to advance or make their way based on the blind judgment of productivity. Work from home allows people to be blanketly accepted or rejected based on the thing we were all told is the only thing that matters at work, the work you actually produce. The managerial class knows that if the work is the only thing that matters, then Bill, the Bill Lumberg types are going to be out on their bums. Consideration number two of three, what does a manager produce? Too few managers embraced the idea of being leaders, like ever. Then when COVID showed up and work from home became a productivity goldmine where they couldn't get credit for doing the mining, they struggled with what their roles were and how they would be defined in the new world order of work. And they struggle still. Embracing leadership skills, heck, embracing acts of actual leadership for managers means abandoning the conception of work as a place of merely getting recalcitrant people to accomplish a goal they don't care about through either compliance and control or through bribery and benefits. This mental model of work can only shift when managers are empowered to actually, you know, be leaders. Don't believe me? Okay, how many managers of people that you know have been surveyed by companies about their return to office strategy, and how many of those managers have supported such a strategy? Don't worry, I'll wait. Consideration number three of three, how do we collectively create a different toothpaste tube? Of course there is resistance to the idea of creating a new toothpaste tube. Just as there is resistance to the idea that the toothpaste itself might have changed. Look, the dynamics between managers, employees, and employers started to shift radically in the early 2000s, and they haven't stopped since. Sure, the COVID-19 work-from-home shelter-in-place six weeks to flatten the curve protocols represented a seismic renegotiation of the relationships between people and organizations of every kind, but we would be naive and foolish to claim that the tea leaves couldn't have been clearer and couldn't have been read more clearly before 2020. Yet, so many people were taken by surprise. And that's the part that is the most troubling. A return to the office represents a return to a dead status quo that serves a small fraction of people at the top of an organizational hierarchy, a hierarchy that has spent a significant number of years attempting to convince people to believe that the hierarchy itself doesn't exist in the first place. But every person who has ever worked a job of any kind out here can see that there's a hierarchy. After all, those blue-collar workers, remember them, who had to perform the dirty work that white-collar workers usually fail to acknowledge, still had to show up to work during COVID-19, and none of them are currently protesting a return to office. Huh. Hierarchies, toothpaste, toothpaste tubes, Bill Lundberg types, statuses, power, and dysfunction disguised as culture are all human problems that require leadership towards human solutions to solve, rather than a papering over with bromides, bribes, and thinly veiled threats. And well, that's it for me.
Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Leadership Lessons from the Great Books podcast. If you're listening to this on any of the major podcast players, like iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review and uh, write a little bit in there. Uh, A couple of sentences is good enough. That actually helps us game those algorithms that I was just maybe addressing. And, of course, it helps us grow the show. Tell all your family, tell all your friends, and tell the leaders in your life that you know that need to be listening to this show, that this show exists. By the way, if you want to get started on the leadership path yourself, or you know some people who need to go on the leadership path, uh, HSCT Publishing, the home company of Leadership Toolbox and Leadership Lessons from the Great Books Podcast, can help you and your team do that. So check out our training webinars, coaching services, and more at leadershiptoolbox.us. We are remote, we're live, we're in person, we're on video, and we've got leadership development solutions for your civic group, nonprofit staff, public sector staff, or even your private sector leaders. And of course, you're going to want to check out our video-based subscription service at leadingkeys.com. That's leadingkeys.com for leadership development on demand. You don't like videos, you don't like training, but you really like the podcast? Well, I would also recommend reading a book. Matter of fact, I'd recommend reading my most recent book, 12 Rules for Leaders, The Foundation of Intentional Leadership. You can get that in paperback, hardcover, or as an ebook on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Ingram Spark, and any other place that you order books online. Finally, of course, we're on YouTube just like everybody else is. We'd love to have you help us grow the YouTube channel. So like and subscribe to the video version of this podcast on the HSCT Publishing channel on YouTube. Just search for HSCT Publishing or you can search for Leadership Toolbox and hit the subscribe button. Subscribing helps us grow the show as it does with the audio just is the same with the video. All right, that's it for me.